Good morning and welcome to Empowering Family Caregiver Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Giridhar, your host for today's show sponsored by eCareDiary.com. September 22nd is an important day. It is Falls Prevention Awareness Day and today we're talking about how to get moving to maintain flexibility and balance and avoid falls. Our guest today is Bill Case, the number one best-selling author of Stand Tall, Don't Fall. NASA astronauts, NFL, NBA, and MLB athletes, professional ballet dancers, and more than 85,000 other patients over the course of his 34-year career have benefited from his expertise in physical therapy. Bill, what an honor. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, as I was talking to you before the show began, um, falls prevention and problems associated with falls among seniors is something that we constantly get questions about from our audience members. And, you know, the first question that I want to kind of pose is, I think, one of the most common ones that we get um, now and then. What do you think are some of the biggest risk factors of falls and how do we kind of, if you kind of notice these risk factors, what can we begin in terms of prevention? Okay. Well, I mean, that's a great question. And first I want to say that uh, my my passion for writing the, the book, Stand Tall, Don't Fall, was to prevent just one person from falling. Because it's been reported that one of every four adults over age of 65 will, just, will fall this year. And that every 11 seconds an older adult is treated in the emergency room from a fall. And every 19 minutes, someone, an older adult, dies from a fall. However, even with those gloomy statistics, there's still some good news to be considered. And the good news is falling is not a natural part of the aging process. The best way to stay active and independent is to know the fall risk factors. So just to list a few of those fall risk factors, uh, one would be poor vision. And having your eyes checked annually for the correct prescription is, is so vitally important. As time passes, your eyes change depth, perception, or not being able to tell whether an object is close or far away, especially from your feet, is so important to to prevent a fall. Uh, Another risk factor is just overall poor physical conditioning. By seeing the doctor with a family member on a regular basis will allow him to uh, assess the older adult for proper strength, balance, and flexibility. And with their testing, if some deficits are found in posture or balance, then he can refer to a physical therapist for the proper exercises. And another key risk factor is the side effects of medication. Uh, by reviewing the various medications that you're on with your doctor or even the pharmacist, then you can determine whether any of your medications you are taking may leave you dizzy, disoriented, or even unstable walking. And this medication review is so important for the family members to stay on top for the loved one's health care. Because many times the older adults, they'll just take the medications or give them and not really realizing some of the, uh, the fallouts of the, the negative consequences. And home safety is also, believe it or not, a risk factor because you have to ask yourself, is mom or dad or my grandparents home safe? This is really, really where the family becomes involved to check the home for grab bars in the bathroom, and make sure they are properly placed for maximum support and stability as they're getting in and out. Um, Nightlights, which are so important in the bedroom, especially by the nightstand, stairs, and hallways, to illuminate the area for objects which can cause a stumble. 
and remove those throw rugs in the bathroom or kitchen. Those are easy marks for a slip or to trip. Medical alert braces are something else that are just, they're life-saving. If there is a fall in the home, there needs to be quick and immediate medical attention because medical alert bracelets so many years have saved lives. Thank you so much, Bill. I want to kind of focus on the next point, which is, you know, a lot of seniors have active lives and some who don't. Uh, what would you recommend? Is it having a very active life, maybe, you know, possibly a risk factor for falls, or is it having a non-active lifestyle kind of more of a risk factor? What do you think in your, from your experience is something that, that kind of causes this problem more in some than others? Well, I found, you know, sedentary lifestyle creates more problems at any age. An active lifestyle is obviously the way to go. And many times people stay active, but they do it improperly. They're not in proper shape, and mm-hmm. they do some of the things that they shouldn't be doing, which kind of gets themselves in trouble. I kind of break it down mm-hmm. to basics and say that with the patients, I believe that posture, postural awareness is one of the most important components to preventing a fall. I like to say that an upright posture is really the fountain of youth. Because falls usually result from a trip or a stumble. But if you have a good posture, you're able to pick up your feet properly when you walk and just kind of be more aware of your surroundings. So if you think about it, when people of any age, but especially the older population, walk, stand, and move around with a slouched posture, then the body will start to change to that new position. And if left unchecked, some of these changes that will occur as we age is that the head will come forward, which affects your posture and balance. And once that happens and the muscles become weak, ligaments become to tighten up, which leads to joints wearing out. And then eventually pain in the neck, back, and even legs may start to affect your posture. Now, however, I'm here to say that I've treated many older adults over the years with sore and painful joints, as well as the poor posture affected by that pain. And the best way to keep those painful joints and poor posture from getting worse is through exercising. I'm not talking about extensive exercising where you need to go to the gym, but at home, even just kind of while sitting in your favorite chair. The reality is you cannot reverse any of the damage you may have already, you may already have in your joints, but you can move and feel better with a proper exercise routine. Relief can be provided to those painful joints with this daily exercise, as well as improving your, your posture and, and balance when you're standing and walking. In my book, I talk about just 10 minutes a day of exercises, whether in a chair or in a standing position. And additionally, adding a daily walk of 10 to 15 minutes will not only improve your heart and your lungs, but also your endurance and stamina. Now, there is a myth out there about exercising as we age that you can't get stronger. Well, that is just a myth because the science is behind the benefits of exercising at any age. The biggest challenge I find with my patients is just in exercising is just a commitment. It's a commitment to get started because you got to get started. So think about it. Your posture can be improved and maintained each day by moving your body with specific motions and at the same time keeping your muscles and joints in good shape. I mean, there are 206 bones and 640 muscles in our body which are designed to move all day. So Mm-hmm. Keep reminding yourself that your body knows no age limits when you start to move it. It just needs to move. The old adage, adage, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. It's so true as we age. So I just say keep moving. Motion 
the other acronym I love to say is motion is lotion for the body, and our bodies just kind of require plenty of fluids, a healthy diet, daily movements, keeping out of that sedentary position so you can remain independent and active. Now, what role can family members play in motivating, um, you know, their, their senior family members or uh, dads and moms, or is there something that they can do with them that you would recommend that can kind of help everyone involved? Well, the one-on-one interaction is definitely important, but the, many times what the, the family can do, it's important for, to have these open family discussions uh, about the older adult in the house you know, kind of watching them during the day for potential problems, which may lead to a fall. But talking not only to the family, but also to the caregivers and friends who also visit, because they may observe differences in behavior or how the you know, the older adult is moving around the house. So I do encourage everyone who has or knows an aging adult to consider some basic measures to kind of staying healthy and active uh, in the house. And I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, go with your mom or your dad or your grandparent or even a friend to the doctor for an office visit to review the fall risk factors, just in kind of including the eye and ear exams and the conditioning and just kind of review the side effects of the medication, as well as reviewing just the home, walk to the home. It's you know, kind of create a no-fall zone, which was discussed with just grab bars in the bathroom and the properly lit hallways and just kind of getting rid of the throw rugs. But also in the house for the family members, be aware of the nutrition. Proper uh, nutrition considerations for the older adult is so important to improve their quality of life. You know, a proper diet, you know, has many health benefits to the aging population while improving the immune system, controlling the blood pressure, as well as just preventing bone loss. Uh, Along with that is just keeping hydrated. So many times... Uh, the older adult, they just don't want to drink. Well, if you're not moving and you're sedentary, you're not going to be thirsty, but systems start to become mm-hmm. uh, affected by not having the water. So, you know, how much water do you need? Well, there's really no one size that fits everybody, and there's a myth out there, again, of, you know, eight glasses of water a day that really has no scientific uh, backup to that. main thing is the water mm-hmm. intake should be individualized. So check with the doctor. Be sure they are getting the proper amount of water they need each day. But also make sure that the family or family member or caregiver is watching how the old adult is walking around during during the uh, during the day. So take note you know, when when they're walking, are they with pain? Or are they having poor posture? Or are they guarded? Do they find themselves kind of uh, leaning over and having a decrease in their walking stride or shuffling? These are all red flags. When these red flags come, that you see there's changes, they either maybe go to the doctor and assess some of the risk factors, or discuss having go to a therapist or, or to the doctor to see if they need a supporting device such as a walker or a cane to help improve the balance and, and uh, stability. But many times when I suggest a walker or a cane, there's some pushback. You know, I'll hear, you know, I don't need to use anything to help me walking. Um, you know, it makes me look old. Well, to the contrary, using a walker or a cane properly, if needed, helps independent walking with an upright posture, which makes you more balanced, stable, and you look healthier. The problem is when a walker or a cane is recommended and not followed through with, then the posture and balance and stability is many times compromised. And then at that point, a fall may occur, and then you're using a wheelchair, and further walking after that, you're usually going to require some sort of assistive device. So I always try to say, listen to the professionals, if someone, and, and educate the family members, if anything's out of the ordinary, make sure that they're, they're assessed properly and whatever adaptive device is, is added to them as, as soon as possible. 
Thank you so much, Bill. I have one last question for you. When someone yeah. begins an ex- exercise regime, uh, whether it's a caregiver or a senior, do you have any tips for them that would kind of help when they just begin this process? Um, you know, people who have been exercising for a long time know how to kind of take care of themselves and are, like you're saying, aware of red flags. But someone, say, who's just come out of surgery and who's just, you know, they're just kind of motivated to begin this, would you recommend certain things to kind of keep in mind when they begin? Well, you know, as far as just kind of a general concept, usually, you know, after that, what's most important is just, you know, flexibility because people tend to get tight and stiff by just sitting many times during the day. So obviously flexibility and just kind of moving around, try to standing up straight, using and moving things. And that's the reason I sometimes will tell people before I actually see them in the clinic or maybe visit with them a phone or a family member, but they're seeing surgery or no surgery that people can do just to assess their own balance. Just uh, while you're brushing your teeth, try to stand on one leg, brush your teeth in the morning or which is while holding on to the grocery cart at the in the grocery store to see how well you can stand on one leg versus the other and i usually say try to hold for 30 seconds so supported or not uh when sitting in a chair many times you can take your legs and march in place while on the phone or watching tv to kind of keep your hips and your knees active uh as well as just your posture sitting in a chair reach up towards the ceiling take both your hands and reach up towards the ceiling and stretch out your upper back and your body as well as your shoulders and then most importantly, most importantly, every time you get out of a chair, kind of stand up, put your hands in the small of your back, and just kind of lean back one or two inches, just kind of ever so gently, no pain, but to get in that upright position before you start off walking. Sitting tends to make you kind of slouch, kind of give into your posture. You stand and put your hands in the small of your back and lean back. It gets you more upright for your walking. So the main thing is falling is not a natural part of the aging process, and so the objective is to keep moving while staying active and independent. Thank you so much, Bill. All this information that you've provided is, I'm sure, extremely valuable to all those who are listening today. I would like to direct our listeners also to your amazing website, which provides a lot many more resources. Um, There are two websites. One is keepfitandmoving.com, and the other one is casept.com. Bill, would you be so kind to also let our listeners know where they could purchase your book and... um, uh, if there are a couple of websites that are, uh, that would be convenient for them to use. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Uh, going to Amazon, just Amazon Books, uh, you know, uh, Stand Tall, Don't Fall can you know, easily uh, be found there. And if you're you know, a prime um, holder, that uh, they get it to you there quicker, as well as bill at casept.com. Uh, once again, kind of takes you to the, to the website, and you can actually you know, order the book on, online or just kind of go to Amazon. But uh, uh, it's, um, the information is something of what I talked about today with a lot of exercises and pictures and just explanation why you need to do the things you need to do. It's not about doing them because I say so, but it's about trying mm-hmm. to see what you can and can't do and just integrate it. So uh, uh, thank you very much for your time and, and going all this information and have a great weekend with Falls Prevention Day. Thank you so much, Bill. I'd also like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Join us next time on Tuesday, September 25th. Sixth, oh, sorry, 25th at 2 p.m. Eastern for our Caregiver Speak radio show with our caregiving expert, Marjorie Pap Steinmetz. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website, eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal Care Diary tool. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare underscore diary. 
Thank you once again. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you.